Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. This is the Graybar Sports Open Line. Goes bit swings and he hits a drive. He hits a slammer. On America's Sports Voice, KMOX. All right, back on the show, Eli Brinkwitz will be joining us in nine minutes live, the head football coach for the University of Missouri. His Tigers will be playing on Thursday at 1240 against Utah State. Illinois plays later that day against Arkansas. I've got Arkansas winning that game, and i got Mizzou winning their game. I think that the Arkansas-Illinois game will be intriguing in that it's two teams that played below expectation this year. I thought both would be better than they were, kind of middle of the pack in their own conference. I just don't like the way Illinois finished the year. That When they played tough competition, they seemed to falter. Um, I like them. Uh, I want to like them. But I think that Arkansas team's just a touch better, and I think the winner of that game is going to lose to Kansas anyway. Now, I have my bracket, the first round of it filled out. I'm, I'm sort of meticulous when I go through this thing. I haven't advanced past the first and second round yet, but I will by the end of the show. So by 745, be tuned in, and I'm going to tell you how this bracket looks. The one that I've left blank so far is, excuse me, is Iowa State and the winner of Mississippi State Pitt. Because I need to see who wins Mississippi State Pitt tonight. If it's Mississippi State, I think they can beat Iowa State. If it's Pitt, I just don't know. Pitt got demolished by Duke uh, in the ACC tournament, and they give up a ton of points. I just don't really – I think Mississippi State's a better team. Uh, They've got a tough inside game. They're really good defensively. When I look at this thing right now, Uh, Here are some of my – well, I'll just tell you what I have so far. And, by the way, Southeast Missouri State is losing to Texas A&M Corpus Christi 40-34 to with about 14 minutes to go. So there's plenty of time in that one. We'll keep you updated on that. But it's a pretty good ball game. Uh, Brad Korn, the former player at Southern Illinois, assistant coach at SIU Missouri State and other stops uh, along the way has Southeast Missouri State within six in the first game of the NCAA tournament. They're going to lose to Alabama, whoever wins this game. Alabama's the best team in the country, but I'm not so sure yet that I'm going to have them win it all. But I'll let you know here in about a half hour. I've got West Virginia beating Maryland in an absolute slugfest. Big 12 was pretty strong this year, and I saw West Virginia win some big games, and I think the Bob Huggins will find a way to eke that one out. I got a couple of upset specials after that. Charleston will beat San Diego State, and Furman is going to beat Virginia. What do you think about that? 
Creighton over NC State, Baylor beats UCSB, Missouri over Utah State, and Arizona beats Princeton. And then in the bottom, Purdue, Memphis, Duke, who's really on fire right now. They're playing great basketball. Tennessee against Louisiana is interesting, but Louisiana, I mean, they... I know they're good and they made this tournament, but they got beat by, you know, James Madison and barely beat South Alabama. I mean, I, I can't imagine that Rick Barnes, as bad as Tennessee has been lately, is going to lose to Louisiana. But they are going to lose to Duke in the second round. I've got Kentucky over Providence, and I'm tempted to pick them to knock off K-State, but I just don't think so. K State over Montana State. Michigan State, I don't like that Michigan State got rewarded with a seven seed and a spot in Columbus. That doesn't seem fair when other teams get dispatched to further locations and Michigan State gets to stay in good old cozy Midwest in Big Ten country in Columbus. That doesn't seem right. I've got them beating USC in the first round for that reason, but then they lose to Marquette. And here's a hint. I've got Marquette going deep, real like really, really far. I think Marquette is special this year, and I think this could be the year that Shaka Smart takes a team maybe all the way. We'll see. On the other side, Houston. I, I had a bit of back and forth with the Iowa-Auburn game because Auburn gets to play in Birmingham, which also, again, doesn't seem fair in an 8-9 game. But I've got Iowa winning it anyway, even though they're not a good road team. This will be a neutral site for them. They should be okay. Love their explosive offense. I think that beats the good defense of Auburn. I have Drake beating Miami. The Valley champion typically does school the first-round opponent and maybe more. They are very, very experienced, very good, extremely dangerous player in Tucker DeVries, and I hate the fact that they would be playing Indiana, my alma mater, in the second round. Hate it. But that's what I've got so far, Drake against Indiana, with Indiana beating Kent State. I told you, Iowa State, i got to wait to see if Mississippi State wins. If they do, I think Iowa State gets knocked off in the first round. Xavier's really good. So is Texas A&M in Texas. And I will be tempted to push Texas A&M far in the Midwest because I think they got burned with a seven seed. They should be way better than that. They were a great team this year in the SEC. Kansas, Arkansas, I told you that already. VCU, I have them beating St. Mary's. UConn is an awesome four seed. UConn was a top 10 team all year and then just had a little bit of a slide. Uh, they are a very good four. Watch out for them. TCU over whoever wins Arizona State, Nevada. I don't care. TCU is better. Gonzaga, dangerous. Very, very dangerous. Everyone's forgotten about them. They're on fire right now. Northwestern's a really good team. UCLA's good, but they've got some injuries to deal with. But I have those teams winning, Northwestern and UCLA. All right, so there's my second round. Uh, I got a text from my buddy Andrew, wants to know, and this is Andrew Price, KMOX's number one listener. He wants to know who I'm picking to go all the way. Andrew, I can't tell you that. I can't do that until the 745 segment. So you're going to have to wait on that. Uh, right now, Texas A&M Corpus Christi leading Southeast Missouri State 44-38 with 12.49 to go in the ballgame. We'll keep an eye on that when we come back. It's the head coach of the Missouri Tigers, Eli Drinkwitz. Can't wait to catch up with him. That is next on KMOX. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. 
Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. We're back. Radar Sports Open Line coming to you from Jupiter, Florida, the spring training home of the St. Louis Cardinals. The University of Missouri is on our minds, and we're going to be talking about that for a good portion of this hour. The Tigers on this 3-1-4 day are celebrating, and they're getting the word out. They're coming. They're coming to St. Louis. They'll be at the Dome on September 23rd against Memphis. And the man on the sideline, the head coach of the Tigers, will be there. He is Eli Drinkowitz. And, Coach, it's great to have you back on KMOX. How are you? Man, I'm doing really good. I'm a little bit jealous. I'm, I'm hoping the weather in Jupiter, Florida is a little bit warmer than it is here in uh, the Midwest. But uh, doing really good. Just finished up with practice for the day, watching a little film, figuring out where we can get better and and uh, getting ready for this big matchup with our basketball team versus Utah State this week. So a lot of good things going on right now. Absolutely. Great things happening right now. I wish I could tell you that the weather down here is terrible and I will just leave it at that. Uh, as for your team, how are things going right now? I mean, I, I, I really have had some fun following uh, your team through the years and I know that you're excited about this schedule. I mean, looking at this schedule right now, yeah. Um, gosh, you got a lot of great, exciting home games. Like, if you're going to go to Faroe Field and tailgate, we'll talk about St. Louis in just a minute, but if you're going to go to Faroe Field and tailgate, this is your year. you got some great opponents coming. Yeah, yeah. I mean, man, I'm really excited about our team. You know, obviously, we were fortunate enough to keep uh, some really good players to come back, you know, starting with Darius Robinson, Tyron Hopper, Ennis Rakestraw, J.C. Carlisle, and, and Chris Abrams-Drain, and Javon Foster, all of these guys had NFL grades, could have gone to the draft, uh, but decided to come back and really, um, you know, develop their skills and give us one more chance to, to be uh, very competitive. You look at our schedule and, and the way it sets up to be able to have really our first five, four games at home, you know, get a chance to go play in the Dome at St. Louis. And I've been keeping my good eye on the old Battle Hawks, seeing how they're doing. No, you know, no, they had a good sellout this past weekend, so – Look forward to our team, you know, having that same kind of uh, success and, and same kind of fan support in St. Louis. What made this come together, and how excited are you about St. Louis specifically? Because I know you spend a lot of time in St. Louis recruiting, connecting also with your supporters, and you understand the importance of our city. Yeah, you know, it was something that that uh, really first began when, with Jim Sterk when I was here, and, and uh, we were looking at our schedule and, and the opportunity to play in St. Louis uh, just because of how important it is in, in that void of not having a football team there, 
obviously COVID hit, transition into Desiree, and it was something that that felt you know like we wanted to 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 keep that alive. So I passed that that vision off to her, and, and uh, I'll give her credit. She, she went ahead and, and attacked it, and you know we visited a couple of different locations uh, to see you know what would be the best opportunity. Um, you know, but it just came back down to the dome is where football's played in St. Louis, and felt like that had the best opportunity, the best uh, fan, you know, fan base, uh, not fan base, but but best place for the fans, and and so yeah, excited to kind of stir the echoes. I know when Coach Pinkle was here playing uh, the Illini in the in, uh, in, in for bragging rights there, it was always a great environment. Oh, it was electric, no doubt. I, that was Brad Smith's coming out party. Uh, yeah. Brad Smith had that awesome first game. It was so much fun. Also, Jeremy Macklin put on a show in front of his hometown. And I know that's the other thing, too, is that that's got to be attractive for you, not only for your current St. Louis kids, but for St. Louis kids to see the black and gold running up and down the field and to think maybe that could be me. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we know how talented St. Louis is and how how much uh, it means for our team to have our best players play for their home state. And so to have an opportunity to go to the Dome, you know, uh, the J4 League plays their championship games at the Dome. And so there's guys that are going to get a chance to go back there and, and uh, live out a dream. So I'm pretty excited about that. Yeah, absolutely. Eli Drinkwitz is with us, the head coach of the Missouri Tigers. They'll be playing Memphis on September 23rd, the time has not yet been announced, I don't believe, but uh, they'll get that again. That's always has to do with TV. They'll get that locked yeah. down and yeah, yeah, figure all that TV. all out. Uh, but regardless of time, it's going to be an awesome atmosphere at the Dome. So you have been looking at the Battle Hawks and knowing how much noise that place generates, and that's exciting. Uh, what about your team just from an offensive standpoint? How do you just an overview see your quarterback position. Let's start there. Yeah, I mean, you know, obviously Brady Cook uh, played for us last year, and he's uh, had an injury all spring, so we're getting an opportunity to get a long look at both, you know, well, really at three guys, Jake Garcia and and Dylan Liable and Sam Horn. Now Sam's been injured most of the spring with a forearm strain from baseball, and so we're trying to get him back 100%. But here's the thing. At the end of the day, we're always trying to improve the roster. Every position knows that every day is a battle, competitive battle. And so we're right now this spring, we're trying to be the best version of ourselves. And then, you know, in the fall, we'll figure out who gives us the best chance to win football games. And uh, that that's kind of how we're approaching it right now. It really starts in the trenches, doesn't it, Coach? Uh, how are things looking on your offensive line? And then we can transition to your defensive line from there. Well, I would say it starts first in the trenches, and, and our defensive line is so good um, and has been so solid for us. You know, we were fortunate to return uh, all six of our defensive tackles, and, and uh, we're able to return, uh, you know, and add Joe Moore, transfer from Arizona State to play defensive end. We slid Darius Robinson out the defensive end. Um, and, and you can't really talk about the D line without talking about the linebackers. You return your two inside starting linebackers with Chad Bailey and Tyron Hopper, uh, which makes for, for a lot of fun to, to stop the run. On the offensive side of the ball, got some potential. We just got to come together. And, and that's the whole thing about offensive line is five guys playing as one. You know, Javon Foster and Xavier Delgado at left tackle and left guard have been uh, playing for us for a long time. It's just about getting uh, more consistent with our center, 
more consistent with at right guard and right tackle. And I know we've got the talent. It's just about it all coming together. Yeah, you got some great size there for sure and, and talent and just trying to get them all to gel and work as a unit. I know that. Eli Drinkwitz, uh, the head coach of the Tigers, is with us. Your staff seems pretty set. You feel good about that from a play-calling standpoint on both sides of the ball? Yeah, obviously Coach Baker did an excellent job for us last year and him being able to return his entire defensive side of the ball is going to allow us to to continue the continuity there. And then, you know, Kirby is establishing uh, the offense and our identity and, you know, trying to figure out what we're good at, what we're best at. And, uh, you know, that's always a process considering you're going against some of the best defenses, uh, defensive players in the country on that side of the ball right now. So we're working to improve every day and, and try to become the best version that we can be. I really appreciate the time that you're giving us. This is Eli Drinkowitz, the head coach of the Tigers. His team will be playing Memphis on September 23rd at the Dome. I mean, I, I would do it right now, actually, is put it in your phone. You know, like make sure that you don't book something else for September 23rd. Even if you're a Mizzou fan and you're you're locked into it, just make sure that you have St. Louis on your radar because those hotel rooms will fill up fast. You're going to spend a lot of time in the city. Coach, uh, this this falls in the same category as Dennis Gates. I mean, NIL has changed the game, and so is the transfer portal. Last time I had you on, you said you were looking forward to doing some portal shopping. Um, how has that changed your day-to-day and really, you know, month-to-month? Yeah, I mean, it's a big part of what we do now. I mean, there's no way around it. Um, you know, the, the, the portal opens back up uh, April 15th to the 30th, and, Mm-hmm. You know, I'm sure there'll be players uh, uh, on our team after spring who feel like there's other opportunities that they'd rather pursue. Uh, uh, although I feel really good about our team and our brotherhood right now. You just know that's a natural part of it. And, and then, you know, again, I, we all are trying to, to make the best roster that we possibly can. And so if that means adding a, a, a player, then that means we'll add a player. And so – um, it it, it kind of is like free agent shopping with the NFL right now. So yeah. we'll kind of see how it goes and, and what turns up. Boy, Dennis did some job himself, didn't he? Uh, turning over that roster and putting his stamp on it. And here they are in the NCAA tournament. I mean, I, I, yeah, I what, think what anything an awesome can happen. Job. Yeah, what an awesome job Dennis did. I think the, the thing that I uh, appreciate when I watch the team is just how hard they play in the – the amount of care they have for each other. You can tell they care about that staff and the camaraderie that they've built together. And uh, absolutely anything can happen. I mean, the way we defend and if the right guys are shooting uh, the basketball in the right way, I think we'll be a tough out. And, uh, you know, got a very difficult draw. Was sure hoping we'd get the Kansas City region. Not sure what the NCAA was thinking there. But, uh, you know, Dennis and those guys have faced adversity all year. And, wouldn't surprise me a bit for them to face this one and and do really well. Yeah, I said the same thing. I'm a, you know, as good as it was for them, the the fact that they have to go out west and play Utah State doesn't seem right. But whatever. I mean, maybe it's maybe it gives them a little a little edge where they can use that to their advantage. Uh, he he just did a nice. Both of you do really enthusiastic about getting out into the community in Columbia and getting those students engaged. That's so important, isn't it? And I, I feel like the two of you are very good at that. Relatable, just it, it's a it's a people business, and trying to connect with people is really how you get this done. Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, 
you got to win within. And, and I can sit there and bang my head on the wall going to St. Louis and Kansas City and trying to get more and more people to to come to the games. But the reality of it is we got 30,000 fans that, that are right here on campus. And those are the people that we got to get on board. And that, to me, is what we're really trying to do um, and be better at. So that that's my whole message. And, and I think both Coach Gates and, and Desiree and everybody understands that that's really what we need to do in order to be successful. Well, we welcome them all to St. Louis on September 23rd, and I know you have a large alumni base here in St. Louis that is going to be ready to roll that day for the Memphis game, but for all of your games. When I look at that schedule and I see some very attractive opponents, uh, you're going to have a lot of attention on you, that's for sure, and that's exactly what Missouri wants. I know that in the SEC, the more the merrier. This is going to be a lot of fun. I can't wait to have you in St. Louis. I always love chatting with you. Uh, here on KMOX, and one of these days we'll get you down here. I know you're busy, but uh, maybe we can get you to, to see some baseball. I know this is probably not the best time of year for you to be doing that, but certainly we're going to get you over to Bush Stadium. Yeah, not not off, uh, not not my first priority right now. But I, you bet, <laughs> no, I'm going to be coming down to watch some cards play, and uh, maybe maybe I can get the Anheuser Bush people to let me have a few tickets up in their suite. I'll be up there pretty quick. You know, I made it down to the Blues game. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I would love to get down there and, and watch a game. Great to hear your voice as always. Thank you for the time, Coach, and uh, best of luck in the upcoming season. Yeah, I appreciate you, man. We'll be talking soon. Yeah, you bet. There is Eli Drinkowitz, the head coach of the Missouri Tigers. Missouri taking on Memphis. We're going to find out a little bit more about how that game came about on this 3-1-4 day. College football is coming back to St. Louis on September 23rd at the Dome. Chris Roseman of the St. Louis Sports Commission will join us next, but I also want to ask him about everything else that's happening around town. St. Louis just seems like it's on the verge of a renaissance, unless it's already here in the area of sports. Remember those days when we were considered America's number one sports city? We still are. It's just a matter of retelling our story, and a couple of teams are helping us do that. We'll be back in a moment on KMOX right after this. Hey, can I say something about that real quick? I think those tickets are going really fast. I want to direct your attention to that real quick. So March 30th, I will be on stage at noon at the kegs and eggs party that we throw before every opening day. It's right outside the ballpark on 7th at Walnut, basically, between Market and Walnut, and it is going to be awesome. It's a private tailgate party. We have it every single year. We have Sugar Fire. We have drinks from Maker's Mark. We have Anheuser-Busch products. We have great guests coming through there. Ozzy Smith came to it last year. Other great guests lining up. Uh, that will be on the air from 10 to 1.40 about is when we go to network pregame for the opening day ceremony. So Kegs and Eggs presented by Budweiser. Make sure that you get tickets for that, kmox.com slash events. So I just wanted to make sure we get that out there. And I know our next guest understands that. He's the senior vice president of the St. Louis Sports Commission because he, he's all about events and he's all about celebrating sports here in st louis and that is chris roseman chris hello from jupiter florida how are you doing tom hello from st louis just coming off the soccer field <laughs> it was a beautiful night for soccer uh, as the high school girls soccer season kicks off so how you doing i'm doing great that's outstanding how did everybody do tonight 
they they had fun. They had fun, and uh, it's it's, it's our, my daughter's a senior in high school, so we're looking forward to her last year with all her friends. And it's um, it's a wonderful time just to be on the soccer field, just to enjoy the kids seeing sports. And you know, we have sports at all levels. It's a great you know great sports town. Is is we're just you know it's just one thing after another in this town. It's incredible with the success of of St. Louis City and the Battle Hawks and and uh, Sioux women's basketball and Mizzou basketball. It's it's fantastic. We have a lot of things going on, don't we? The St. Louis Sports Commission, that's what they're all about. They make things happen in this region. And even the ones that they're not bringing into town, they just show up and support. I mean, that's what the Sports Commission does. They are the engine behind all of this. And, Chris, you've been a big part in bringing events. You mentioned all of that happening. The Battle Hawks, City, the Cardinals are about to crank up. The Blues are still drawing huge amounts of fans what is it about St. Louis? Before we get into the Dome, and we just had Eli Drinkwitz on the air, and he was amazing, talking about Mizzou and Memphis on September 23rd. What is it about our city that makes us go when it comes to – why do the Battlehawks draw 38,000-plus for a Sunday game for a team that not many people know about yet? It, it, the list goes on and on. It's just – it's amazing, you know, what this what this town does when it – when it comes together to support sport, you know, whether it's the PGA championship selling out, whether it's, uh, you know, the, uh, the all-star, the, the NHL all-star game selling out both days, not just the, not just the game, um, or, you know, I'm sorry, the classic, but uh, it's this city just really rises to the occasion time and time again, and uh, comes out and supports these, these incredible events. You know, we saw it with uh, in 2021 when, we had to postpone the U.S. Olympic trials for for a year, and then we had to, you know, unfortunately, we had to we, we had to move it from Enterprise Center, our partners, Enterprise and the Blues. It's such a wonderful job to help bring us that event, but unfortunately, COVID caused us to move it, and you know, we had 40 days to, to sell to refund everybody, then sell it out. That we we set the record, um, you know, with the with the all-time attendance record for the Olympic trials in 2021. So, I think this town just just knows a good thing when they see it. And they don't want to miss out. And they, they, they're part of that 38000 for the Battlehawks. And they're part of these sellouts for, for St. Louis City. And, you know, 22000 they had they had 60,000 people lined up to buy tickets for St. Louis City. So it's an incredible sports town that, that we tout time and time again when we're, when we're talking to what we call rights holders like the NCAA or USA Gymnastics or USA Hockey, whatever it might be. And they see that track record, that track record, that, that resume that we put over it that we put together over the years, and, you know, that's why we get a lot of events. Coach Drinkwitz and I were reminiscing about the Mizzou-Illinois football series. You were a big part of that, weren't you, Chris, in, in bringing that here and, and carrying that through? Yeah, we, that was right when I started back. Wait too long ago, Tom. Uh, but, yeah, we had that six <laughs> times between 2002 and 2010. You know, average 60,000-plus. Over those over those days, and you know, and we we got to the end of that that contract period with the University of Missouri and the University of Illinois, and we really wanted to renew that and and bring them back, but um, for one reason or another, it just didn't work out. And in 13 years later, as, as Coach Drink said, you know, they they kind of looked at the schedule, and you know, we had been talking to uh, to Desiree and, and, and Greg Hewen up at the University of Missouri, um, and their vision um, to put this put this game with the University of Memphis and St. Louis in September, it's, it's going to be incredible. And, and as you know, Tom, from going to the games of Bloomington, it's, you know, the, yeah, the football games take center stage, but it's that pageantry around the game. 
um, that that really sets it apart. So it's you, yes, you've got the game on we hope Saturday afternoon or Saturday evening, but you've got the tailgate party before that's got you know the blue and white of Memphis and the black and gold of Mizzou, um, you know sixty thousand plus all around the dome before they go in, and then the night before, uh, you know we got pep rallies with with band competitions and. You know, Memphis offers so many great things to, to kind of tout. You got the, you know, you got the barbecue in, in Memphis and St. Louis, and you got the blues in Memphis and St. Louis, and uh, they're both Tigers. You got a pouncer of the Tiger from Memphis, and you've got Truman. So there's there's so many great things to, so many great stories around that game that's going to make it so special. Yeah, you, I can just hear it in your voice. You're going to make this into an event that's bigger than the football game itself. I heard the word barbecue. That's all I need to know. I got to imagine there's going to be some barbecue smoke floating through the air. Um, so you you got a few things, let's say, cooked up. I'm I'm certain. Yeah, that's well well said there, Tom. A couple things cooked <laughs> up. Yeah, we're we're ready to go on that. And you know, there's and that that week. It's just not football. You've got the Cardinals are in town that week, and, and they, they have a getaway game on Thursday, and you've got cities playing Wednesday night. So you've got Wednesday, Thursday, and then it goes right into college football that weekend. And, you know, and the Blues will be starting up with their exhibition season. So, it's you know, it's a great time of the year, September. It's the fourth game of the year, and hopefully, you know, Mizzou's undefeated. Memphis is undefeated when they get here. And I know Memphis is, you know, we talked to Memphis today on the phone. We're meeting with them already trying to help them plan their their festivities and their ancillary events. And, you know, it's we're going to make this a bowl game. You know, it's 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 kind of a bowl game for us and, you know, for Memphis and Mizzou. And we really want to really raise the bar. And we, we want college football back. We, you know, I know it's been a while since we had it in 2010. But, you know, it's been 13 years. And we don't want to wait another 13 years before it comes back. So hopefully we, uh, we, we, we really impress them and they come back sooner. I think Memphis is pretty good. Uh, they finished strong last year. They uh, crushed Utah State in their bowl game to finish the year pretty strong. And just overall, the reaction from those fans to come to St. Louis, I'm sure, would be positive. They know us very well. There's the connection with the Cardinals, a big, big Cardinals contingent. It's actually really smart. I mean, you got all those fans. They want to come in and see the Cardinals. I, I assure you there are going to be some Memphis fans milling about Ballpark Village. They're already asking for tickets. I mean, there's there's going to be they're going to come in Thursday. They're not going to come in Saturday morning. I know it's drivable. Yes, some will come in Saturday morning, but I think a lot will come in Thursday. You know, take in a Cardinals game, uh, maybe see a couple uh, that were in Memphis early in the season, maybe playing up at that time. And um, you know, it's it's just going to be a great weekend of of sports, and uh, we're really looking forward to it. Uh, let me ask you about college basketball. When you see what's happening around the country, I know the natural question is, St. Louis, what is the future of college hoops in the NCAA in St. Louis? I know we've got something coming our way. 2026, isn't that correct? We do. It's, uh, 2026, we have a first and second round over at, uh, we always work with our, our partners over at the Missouri Valley Conference, and um, they're going to uh, be the host for that event and uh, over at Enterprise Center, which you know, we're, we're, they, what a great group that is over there at, at the Blues. And, you know, they're just terrific to work with. And Enterprise Center with, um, you know, with the makeover they had about, what, six years ago now, um, has really put us in position to host these events. Without that without that uh, little upgrade they had back in 17 or so, you know, it, it's hard to get the NCAA basketball to come. It's hard to get NCAA. We've got the Frozen Four uh, coming back, which is College Hockey's Championship in 2025. 
And so, you know, thank gosh, you know, the, we've, we've invested in our, in our facilities and our venues um, to bring these events back. And, you know, we're really looking forward to hosting hockey and basketball in 25 and 26. How can people learn more about the St. Louis Sports Commission? And I know you have a lot of people involved. I guess that's a, a final question is the more the merrier, right? I mean, I feel like the Sports Commission has been one of those. And granted, I'm a sports fan. I've been friends with you and Mark Schreiber and, and Frank Viverito for a long time. So I want to put that out there. But I feel like the Sports Commission has been one group, one of many, but one group that really stands out that says, you know what, we're a region. And, and we need to be regionally strong. And uh, you, you, you try to bring everyone together. You know, you know the Sports Commission, is, there's only nine people on staff. So, you know, we got to be careful not to tout our own horn too much because we really are, uh, you know, we are, we're composed of our relationships. You know, it's the relationships with the venues and, and our supporters and, and the hotel community and the hospitality community and, you know, the University of Missouri and, and St. Louis University and the Missouri Valley Conference. And it just goes on and on. So, you know, yeah, the sports commission gets a lot of credit for the things that we do, but man, it's, you know, we're nothing without all the relationships that we have to bring these events to town and not only bring them to town, but produce them. You know, it takes an army to make these things happen. And like I said, we're, we're not a huge staff, um, but um, you know, if it wasn't for our relationships and we, we, we have a long hill to climb. I think it's well said. Well, you have great experience going back to, the Big 12, uh, helping them with their fan fests. And so I know that when it comes to college football, you know exactly what this means to the area. To have Mizzou and Memphis going head-to-head on September 23rd would be great. Uh, maybe even I, I should look around the country and see what uh, other games are going on, but maybe we can attract uh, some of the you know biggest networks to do something right here in town and uh, make yeah. this very very special. So who knows? Well, you're you're really dating me there, Tom. 1996 is when I did the Big 12 fan fest. Is it really? I, I, can't, I can't believe you remember that. <laughs> yeah, I do. Yeah, well, I remember yeah. I've chatted with you about all that stuff. And I started at KMOX in '97. So how about that? How about that? So that must have been '98. Is when yeah. we hosted this. Yeah, so, yeah, that's right. like I said, I really appreciate the time and, and, the, and the friendship, the relationship we have with with you. And um, it's um, it's 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 been a blast and we want to keep it growing. Well, thanks for chatting. I appreciate it very much. Uh, thanks again, Eli Drinkwitz, for joining us as well. September 23rd, Mizzou and Memphis at the Dome as we celebrate 314 Day. It's great to talk positively about our city and our region. Chris Roseman, thanks for being with us. John, i got to tell you, Ticketmaster.com is where you get tickets. I, I guess I better tell you that or else Tim Ryan's in the Yeah, make sure you do that. Yeah, make sure you do that. <laughs> okay. All right, Absolutely. thanks, Tom. Thank you very much, Chris Roseman. I love it. That's great. St. Louis Sports Commission, they do a heck of a job over there. They really do. And uh, everybody else that helps them out, thank you for doing so. We'll take a quick time out. Graybar Sports Open Line coming to you from Jupiter, Florida. All right, let's get into this bracket. I will break it down for you next. This is America's Sports Voice, KMOX. Well, this has been a fun show. Are you ready to break down this bracket? All right, here we go. You can jump in with a phone call if you want at 314-436-7900-800-925-1120. But in our last eight minutes, I'm going to tell you who I think is going to win the national championship because I will not be on tomorrow. It's going to be countdown to opening day. I will be on tomorrow morning, but by Thursday morning, this thing's going to start. So I better do it now. 
Here we go. So I gave you my second round winners. Here we go. This is your sweet 16. I've got Alabama beating West Virginia and Charleston beating Furman. Yes, I have Charleston and Furman both winning in the first round. But Charleston, I really like that program. They've always been good. They're 31-3 and for a reason. I think they beat San Diego State, and I think Furman's going to upset Virginia in a slugfest, and then Charleston's going to play Alabama and lose. Alabama goes to the Elite Eight. Creighton over Baylor. And Arizona beats Missouri. Sorry, but Arizona's really, really tough. I think Missouri's luck runs out there. Arizona playing out west plays to their advantage. I hate that Missouri got sent out west, but it is what it is. Arizona wins in Sacramento, and then they beat Creighton in a very, very tough game. And I've got Alabama, the one, beating the two Arizona in that game to go to the Final Four. That's the last one-two, the only one-two matchup I have in the Elite Eight. In the East, Purdue over Memphis, Duke over Tennessee, K-State beats Kentucky. I just don't trust Kentucky. I think K-State, coming out of a better conference, will win that game. And I love Marquette beating Michigan State and beating K-State to get to the Elite Eight to play Duke. Duke is hot. And Purdue, as good as they've been all year, can get beat by a team that plays sound at all five positions, and that right now is Duke. Duke is very tough to stop right now. But the team that will stop them is Marquette. I have Marquette winning the East and going to the Final Four to play Alabama. I'll get back to them in just a moment. Alabama, Marquette. Let's go to the other side. Houston, Iowa. I've got Houston winning that. Offense. Against defense, defense, a great defensive team will win every time. Houston beats Iowa. That's, uh, I think they'll do it pretty easily, too. Drake, Indiana, I hate it. I hate it so much. I don't even know where to start how much I hate it because Indiana is my alma mater and Drake plays. They're the champion for the conference that I work for, the Missouri Valley Conference. So I hate this with every fiber of my being. Uh, but it is a matchup that I will be uh, sweating through, and I've got Indiana winning it by a hair. I think that they have a player in Trace Jackson Davis that Drake will not have an answer for. I don't think that they have enough size or speed to handle Trace, and I think that Indiana's other players will be able to surround him with enough to get to the Sweet 16, and that'll be a great thing for Indiana. Um, and it'll hurt like heck to go up against Kelvin Sampson, their former coach, who burned their program, uh, really hurt them, and lose. But that's what's going to happen. Houston's just better than Indiana. They're just better at, at almost all positions. It's a really, really good basketball team, and I've got them going to the Elite Eight. I've got Texas A&M beating Texas. I think Texas A&M got hosed here. I think that they are a really good seven seed, like the best seven seed in this tournament by far. They were a great team in the SEC. I think they're going to upset Texas. I'm going to make that call right now. Texas A&M beats Texas. They'll be motivated to beat their in-state rival, I guess you could say, Texas, and they'll win. And then they're going to beat Xavier, too. Xavier over Mississippi State. I got Mississippi State beating Iowa State, and then Xavier losing to Texas A&M and going to the Final Four, to the Elite Eight, but Houston will edge Texas A&M and be motivated to get to the Final Four in their hometown. Houston goes to the Final Four. And then out west, Kansas beats Arkansas. VCU and UConn is interesting. 
UConn's too talented everywhere for VCU to give them trouble. And I have UConn beating Kansas and going to the Elite Eight. I'll get back to them in a minute. Gonzaga over TCU. Everyone forgot about Gonzaga, I think. They're still a giant in this game and one of the best coaches, Mark Few, that this game has. He'll be ready to go. And they'll beat TCU in Denver. It's a great spot for them. Uh, They'll go to the Sweet 16. UCLA over Northwestern. But UCLA is banged up. And in a rematch, Gonzaga will beat UCLA and go to the Elite Eight. They're going to beat UConn also. I think they'll, in a very, very good game, edge UConn and go to the Final Four, which leaves us with Alabama, Marquette, Houston, and Gonzaga. I I feel good about this Final Four. I... You know, I look at it closely. If I'm being honest, of the four teams, Alabama's the best of the four. But this is the this is March Madness, and crazy things can happen. And I've been watching this Marquette team all throughout the second portion of this season, and I've got this feeling about them that they're going to find a little magic in this Final Four. And Shaka Smart is finally going to do what he set out to do with VCU over a decade ago. He is going to beat Alabama. He's going to slay the Giant and go to the national championship game with Marquette. With Gonzaga beating Houston in another great basketball game and Marquette spoiling Gonzaga again, Gonzaga will get that close again and not win a championship. Just like Baylor did it, Marquette's going to do it. And the new name in college basketball will be that of Shaka Smart and Marquette. They are going to win the national championship. I can't believe I'm even saying it, but I'm going to ride this train all the way to the title. And a little piece of advice is that when you're filling out a bracket, if you go with chalk, meaning the favorites all the way through, you're not going to win. You're going to have to have some double-digit seeds advance, And you're going to have to take a gamble here and there. And that's just the way it is. Double-digit seed's got to be in your Sweet 16. And I I got to think this is the year that a two gets in, that a two seed or a three or a four or maybe even a five wins the national championship. In this case, it's a two. So I'm not going that far out on a limb. But the great team out of the Big East, Marquette, wins the national championship. There you go. That's the bracket I'm going to turn in. I've just talked myself into it. This has been the Gray Bar Sports Open Line from Jupiter, Florida. Tom Ackerman with you. It has been an absolute pleasure. Thank you for being with us. Thank you to our producers, Matt and Kyle, back in St. Louis. They are fantastic. And you have been great to stay with us. So let me give you a little programming note before we go. Tomorrow at 11.55, I'd like you to, if you can, put uh, cardinals.com on your stream. That's the Cardinals game. It's not on KMOX tomorrow. Just like today, we are streaming these games on cardinals.com. So go to cardinals.com and you'll be able to stream the Cardinals-Mets game tomorrow. We'll be in Port St. Lucie. Mike Claiborne will be with me on the call. Justin Verlander starting against Connor Thomas. Be interested to see the lineup that Ollie Marmel puts against Verlander and we'll be in Port St. Lucie, Florida for that one. And then countdown to opening day, our network show. We just have a couple of them left as we get closer to opening day in St. Louis on March 30th. 
Matt Pauley and Mike Claiborne will take you through two hours of Cardinal baseball tomorrow night between 6 and 8 o'clock. We say good night from Jupiter, Florida on the Gray Bar Sports Open Line. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.